Welcome back to the A to Z podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And today we'll be talking about Arcane League of Legends. But before we get into that, Zach, how have you been? I've been good. Caitlin and I went and picked up a Christmas tree this last weekend. And we put nice. the tree up, so we're in the Christmas spirit now, even though it hasn't even been Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's good. Well, it's coming up pretty soon. We have our tree up too, so nothing, nothing. Yeah. No problem with that. I don't think there's a problem. Uh, I like to put it up semi-early, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because I feel like right now, more people are putting their trees up earlier than later. Yeah, I would agree with that. And people just know that you, you shouldn't leave your tree up past like New Year's. I think that's like the cutoff. So you really only get a certain amount of time with it and it just brightens up your whole apartment or your whole house and really puts you in that holiday spirit. So I would definitely rather put it up sooner rather than later. Uh, and the mm-hmm. fact that we've put it up and put all the ornaments on and we can just turn the tree lights on sometimes instead of like the overhead light, it just really does put us in that spirit. And it got a little bit colder this week. I know that mm-hmm. I said, you know, weeks ago that it was getting colder, but it got hot again for a while here in Texas. But it's finally getting cold again, and hopefully it's here to stay to get us truly in that holiday spirit. But yeah, decorating the tree was fun. Uh, other than that, just kind of been chilling. We're going to go to Houston tomorrow to go see some families. So that'll be fun because nice. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You said Friday? Uh, tomorrow. We're tomorrow. Oh, okay. To Houston. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Nice. Well, that'll be fun to see some family. Um, I went to I went to hang out with my family today. They're putting up uh, lights out in the front yard, and they never do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're getting um, the neighbors around them have been putting lights up, right? So I feel like my parents are trying to like one up them, kind of. <laughs> yeah. They just don't want to be the one little house in the in the cul-de-sac that doesn't have uh, lights on it or something. Yeah, like that competitive aspect does yeah. get people more people on the on the boulevard to put up their lights. <laughs> exactly. So. That's what I think is pretty hilarious since my parents never really put up lights. Mm. Um, but yeah, I also went fishing today. Yeah, I, I saw you sent a Snapchat of you holding a fishing rod and I was like, Alec fishing? Alec like fishing? These, these two things normally don't go together. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently my brother said he's been waking up at like five in the morning every morning, goes outside and puts his wired headphones in and goes fishing. That actually sounds pretty pleasant. Yeah, you know, he just goes out in him. the front yard, you know, because we have like that little lake out there. So he just goes out mm-hmm. there and catches stuff and puts them back. He's like, you want to go fishing with me? And I'm like, sure, why not? Fishing is great. Fishing is like a really peaceful mm-hmm. uh, activity. You can just go and cast your rod and just sit and enjoy life. I did it uh, a few months ago with Zach Porter and shout yeah. out to Zach. I know that he fishes a lot overall in Galveston, uh, but he took me once and it was a great experience. Like I, lo- I love fishing. I don't do it enough, but whenever I do, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I, I never do it ever. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go hang out with my brother. We didn't really catch anything because we didn't have any more bait, but that is what uh, it is. He's like bacon and it didn't really do anything. <laughs> like bacon from the freezer or the fridge. <laughs> Guess the fish didn't prefer that. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's been good. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. And um, I know we skipped last week. But that was our holiday break, and now here we are for our kind of our Thanksgiving holiday podcast, which is I think is more more fun than if we took a break this week. Yep, I would agree. I'm glad we're doing it early so that we can get one in this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, let's get let's get right into this. So, League of Legends, Ar- or Arcane League of Legends. It's like the League of Legends is the subtitle in this. Mm-hmm. That was confusing me for a while. 
Um, I had to keep like, I, cause I, I would watch the opening thing and it would just say arcane. I'm like, where's league of legends in this? Right. Um, and it's, it's like arcane then league of legends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the subtitle, which is funny because it's like, that's the name of the game. So wouldn't it be league of legends arcane? Like it's a league of legends story, but no, it's arcane. Yeah. League like league of legends presents arcane or something along yeah, those exactly. lines. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's the opposite. And so what is the league? And who are the legends? I guess we're going to come to find out. <laughs> we'll come to find that out. And, you know, someone like me who's played League of Legends for years, I never really cared about the legends themselves, like, you know, their uh-huh. backstory and who they were as people or creatures, because <laughs> uh, that never really interested me. Mm-hmm. And Arcane is kind of this cool outlet where you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy some of the lore of these characters. And in this, the main characters, I suppose, are Vi, Jinx, Jace, Heimerdinger, Victor, and then a few others. But mostly the story is about Vi and Jinx. Mm-hmm. And Jinx is definitely a character that I know I've played a lot. I know you, whenever you used to play League, played her a lot too. And she's a champion that I like. And I like the style of play that goes along with her. But I never really cared about her lore. You know, I never really knew anything about Jinx. I knew that she was crazy. <laughs> and that she talks about her sister. Does she talk about her sister in the game? She does. One of her taglines is, you think I'm crazy? You should see my sister. And oh. For a while, I just kind of brushed that off. I was like, okay, whatever. It's just yeah. like some saying. Then I figured out it's later Vi. on that her sister is Vi. <laughs> uh, so whenever I saw that they would be the main characters of Arcane, I was like, okay, we're actually going to get into the backstory of yeah. like Jinx and Vi as sisters. So that was kind of exciting. I just, like I knew there was lore, right? But I didn't know how expansive it was. I thought it was just kind of like every character had their own little thing. But like mm-hmm. with Arcane, I don't know if it's always been this way or not, right? And this is just how it's, they're just portraying it for like, you know, for cinematic purposes where all of the characters are intertwined somehow, right? They all kind of, somebody's mistake is somebody else's reason for being, you know what I mean? Like there's always like somebody's brought up because of somebody else's actions or something like that. So I didn't know how much of all the characters were related to each other until right now. Or I don't know if that's always been the case because I've never been into the lore either with this game. Right. And I'm definitely no lore expert either. And honestly, I had never read a sentence of lore until (laughs) Arcane came out. I was that disinterested. But after watching the nine episodes of Arcane, I was like, I want to do some research and see if this actually is like their storyline. Yeah. Uh, The one that came out whenever the champions came out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't I didn't dive deep into the lore because so I hear there's like paragraphs upon paragraphs, maybe even like a, a book filled with with lore of all these champions. And who has time for that? Right. So I just, I just went on the League of Legends website and there's like a simple biography or yeah, I just a little, a little biography about every champion. Mm-hmm. And did you read uh, some of those? I did. I read the biography for every significant character that's in Arcane. And you do come to find that a lot of these stories are intertwined. Like there's usually one or two champions that are big key points in one champion's biography. Mm-hmm. And it's all the ones that are related here. Like Jinx and Vi, they're talked about a lot in Jinx's biography and in Vi's biography. Uh, Jace and Victor. I never really knew that they even had a relationship at all, but they do in the lore. So yeah. it makes sense that they do in Arcane. <clears throat> so just reading that little bit, it seems that Riot was very true to the lore they had laid the groundwork for. I mean, I would imagine so, right? They're, they're putting all their eggs in this basket here for this I know, cinematic universe they're creating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I, that's pretty interesting to know because I didn't, I didn't realize how, how deep this really, really went. Um, well, because in terms of like 
character to character relationships. I didn't know how, right. how deep that really went. Um, cause like the only, the, the, the extent of the lore that I've kind of done some of my research on or whatever, just like, well, I w- watched a couple of videos on YouTube about like the whole Vander thing with Warwick. Right. And mm-hmm. if you read like the Warwick stuff, it's very like vague. It's not like they don't give him his name. They just say that he like, um, doesn't remember anything. He just remembers like a girl screaming or whatever. Like, and that was, mm-hmm. people were saying that's jinx when she was like crying out right after Vander died from that one moment. Right. So there's just like all these things that in, in Warwick's bio that people are relating to Vander. Right. Um, so, I mean, it could be him. There's not any confirmation that it is, but people are putting that, it, putting like the, the pieces together a little bit for that. But yeah. if that's the case, then like Warwick's bio isn't very specific to, like, it's not like exp- explicitly saying it's this character that we just met from Arcane. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course not. And maybe Riot did make it vague because they were going to do more with it at some point. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't have a plan, it's good that it is more vague because that allows these fans to have theories. Exactly. Like, we could say it's maybe some master plan they were going to release Arcane, but in reality, they probably just released Warwick as a champion and said, we're just going to put out a general biography. And yeah. now that can potentially lay the groundwork for a more complex story, which yeah. is kind of cool how that works out. Yeah. And, it, and I think it's also a testament to like what they put, they, they used to do like a character every month, right? That's like it, a, it wouldn't be like every month, like let's say like every three months, but three yeah, months, yeah. They, they still basically they, do that. They still do every three months-ish. Mm, ish, um, yeah. But still like, the development of like a character design of like the gameplay and then the backstory um, and how that like, especially in the early parts of the game, like back in like season two or whatever, like, yeah. um, I don't know, like them coming up with the stories and the backlines for these characters um, probably takes a lot of work. And then even now with all that, you know, prior knowledge and all the characters they have now, all the new characters that exist, they have to like somehow fit them in with everything that's going on that they're right. building currently you know what i mean yeah they definitely have a big team doing all yeah. that because before it was just like here's a character here's a random backstory here's a character here's a random backstory and i feel mm-hmm. like they kind of artificially made them you know i'm and i'm you know i'm just kind of making stuff up right now because I, I don't know but it seems like you know now they're kind of artificially putting the pieces together that they created just to make like a more cohesive thing yeah i mean that could definitely line. be that could definitely be part of it i think mm-hmm. The, the fact that they have so much groundwork laid out too right now, it makes it easier to make future champions because now they have so much lore. It's easy to be like, oh, like Senna came out. She's Lucian's wife. Like we already kind of talked a little bit about how Lucian has a wife. Well, guess what? She's a champion now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier for them to just put somebody else in. And yeah. I know that like with Jinx and Warwick and Singed, uh, some of the people that are in this show, they're like almost day one characters. Like they've been in the game for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it is kind of cool that we're getting into like the more backstory of, of characters that have always been here with League. Uh, and I'm sure that if, and I already know that Arcane is going to be renewed for a second season, but if this continues like season upon season, we'll start getting into like more new characters. And if it continues, maybe even some newer champs that have been released in the last year or so, who knows? Yeah. Uh, it's a great move by Riot. And what I didn't understand at first whenever I was watching this is this show is a riot show. Like it's out on Netflix, but this was not a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Like this show was made by Riot, the, the corporation and bravo to them. One thing I definitely wanted to mention about this show is they did an awesome, awesome job. And uh, I've read a lot online that true fans of League aren't very surprised that the show turned out so well. Because mm-hmm. Riot's been releasing cinematics for, you know, a long time. Yes, yeah, true. And mm-hmm. they've, they've apparently gotten better and better 
with each cinematic released. And I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty bad fan of League because I really haven't watched any of the cinematics. None of them except for the KDA one, just because I like the song so much. Yeah. But uh, the ones that I have seen little bits of, the animation quality is great. I mean, this is a video game company, so they, they know animation. And mm -hmm. I know that they were pretty well suited for this task and they, did, they knocked it out of the park. I think Arcane is a great show. Yeah, now I agree. Because um, like the first episode, I was like, okay, whatever. But then as it like started to get more and more and more into it um just to like the conflict that happens between the characters the reason why the characters become the way they are like their motivations and like um how each one of their arcs just plays out and it does it pretty seamlessly between character to character there's so many uh different characters they jump from but it doesn't feel like you're like going back and forth it's kind of it yeah. feels like a like a whole piece of the pie when you're watching the the entire show and even though they have to jump a character character, I never felt like, wow, this is like, you know, like, you know, like in um, Venom where it just felt like you're jumping from random thing to thing, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like a very cohesive story, even though you're going through different, uh, all the different champions uh, backstories. Yeah. And I would fully agree. A lot of that is owed to, to the awesome transitions between storylines. Mm -hmm. There was one specifically <clears throat> where Jinx is with Silco. This is like after the time skip, she's with Silco. And they're like standing in the water and Silco's like having a heart to heart with her about like, cause Jinx is at like a crossroads here. She's not sure if she wants to fully commit to being Jinx or, you know, go back to being powder. Right. So Silco's mm -hmm. with her and he, and he's like, you should be Jinx. You're perfect. And he like dips her in the water and then you see like fireworks popping and you think that they're like in her head. Right. But they're actually like something that's happening in Vi's story that it like starts some music and it cuts seamlessly to Vi walking through the alleys of Zaun. Mm -hmm. Like, the transitions in this show are amazing. You never get whiplash. That was one thing that I described in like, let's, let's go back to like the carnage movie. You kind of get whiplash from like these images. Like you just have Eddie and all of a sudden it cuts to like Cassidy. Right. And yeah, you're yeah. like, what just happened? You know, but, uh, arcane blends the scenes together so well yeah, that sure. you never feel that whiplash. And one thing I also have to draw attention to is that every character's storyline, you never really feel the need to want to go back to the other character. Like one character is not focused on in a way that's more so taking precedent than the others. Obviously, Vi and Jinx are like the center, of, center point of this story, but you never feel like there wasn't enough Jace time or there wasn't enough Caitlyn time or, you know, vice versa. Uh, I think every character had enough time to be extremely well realized and for you to be invested in all of their plots, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and some pretty drastic stuff happens to like almost every single one of them. And I'm, I'm reading here on this like wiki page that it says arcane is aimed for a 16 plus audience. Yep. But, but like, there's some stuff that happens here that like is pretty brutal. Right. For sure. Um, especially for Jace, like there's some, there's some crazy stuff that he has to go through. Um, mm. like seeing all the, all the cops, like his, his people that he's supposed to be watching over are just like you know, mutilated on the ground <laughs> mm -hmm. and from Jinx's thing or like the moment where he's in there and he finally gets his like hammer thing. And, um, he like shoots that like laser beam at that kid. Right. And he, he falls and has to deal with like, now that he has just, he has to hold that with him. Like I, I just ended this, this little kid's life and it's totally my fault. Mm -hmm. And so like, he has all this extra baggage now because of all this stuff. And, um, that's just like one thing that happens. Like there's a bunch of stuff that happens with Jinx and everything else, but like, I don't know. This is not a kid's show. I would not, I would no. not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a kid's show at all. It's like a, definitely a maybe young adult 
but more like adult kind of themes are happening here. A hundred percent. The themes are very mature and the world is very realistic. Uh, I think in your notes, you said this, this show definitely doesn't pull its punches and there's no mm-hmm. more accurate statement than that. You're, you're shown the brutality of these characters' actions. You're shown the consequences of every single one of their decisions. And it, it really doesn't pull its punches. The, mm-hmm. the, the point in the show that really showcased that to me was towards the end of the first three episodes where, you know, Jinx is powder at this point. And this is kind of her turning point as a character. She comes in and Vi and then her friends and Vander are just getting beaten up by Silco. They're probably about to die. Uh, but at this point, you know, Vi has kind of turned the tide. Her and her friends are fighting back and they might actually win. You know, Vander's kind of found a way out and they might be able to escape. But Powder, being the person that she was back then, still feels like she needs to help. And as Vi so aptly states, she's always been a jinx at this point. And what does she do? She jinxes the whole situation. She puts one of her little monkey bombs in with one of those arcane stones and then blows up the entire factory they're at. And this was a point where like both sides, which at this point are neither good nor evil. Both sides are very gray, but Mm -hmm. the sides that were fighting each other, Vander or Silco, they had to just kind of stop and just witness this carnage that happened because of Powder's actions. You know, the whole place blows up, all this rubble's falling. You've got dead people. You've got like dismembered limbs. You know, there's blood all over the place. All of Vi's friends are just dead on the ground. Vander's dying. And uh, even Silco, who's a pretty bad person, is kind of horrified by all this carnage. And that was the point where I realized this show is not going to pull any of its punches. This show mm-hmm. is not for kids. Like, kids wouldn't be able to probably handle, I'm talking like young kids, the gravity of what just happened. And then you see Vi, who is like Jinx's older sister, the one that's always protected her and loved her. She can't believe what Powder has just done and punches her in the face. And you see like the blood shoot out of Powder's mm-hmm. nose. Like this is sibling betrayal at its worst. And the hurt betrayed on her face too. This is another credit to the animation style. Uh, at first I didn't like, you know, kind of how blocky the animation looked. Mm-hmm. But more and more as I watched the show, I kind of fell in love with the style, the paintbrush-like style yeah. and the way that it shows emotion on the characters' faces. But Whenever Vi punches Jinx and leaves her there, you can see how brokenhearted this girl is. Like the emotions of denial, grief, sadness, regret, everything is just plastered on her face. It's a brutal moment in the show. And it really, you know, paves the way for Jinx to become that crazy psychotic killer that we know her to be. And I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And the show just has a lot of that. And that, that moment though, so like she blows like she ruins the whole operation essentially right like she's the yeah. reason why Vander dies and her all her friends die right because yes. of that one explosion mm-hmm. and that's 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 tough like I was like dang like what am I watching I I, I remember watching like after that scene she's like crying in the rain and all this stuff's happening I'm like she literally just like killed all her friends off here. Yes. And she and like she's like what? Probably like 9 or something. Yeah, 9 or 10. She's like a young kid. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> just I'm trying like, to do her best. She didn't mean to kill them, but it's that, like in her face too. Yeah. <laughs> like the gravity of that situation, it's literally insane. So mm. I, but I'm I'm watching I'm like, "Oh my gosh." And it just gets worse, honestly, like the rest of the show, like not worse as in like it gets bad, but like the stuff that happens to the characters are just um just that brutal every single time. Yes. Um I did like the um, the art style, though, like you said. Um, I didn't have a problem with it when, at the my initial watching of it. Mm. 
Um, I actually like kind of liked it just like watching it. And then as I kept watching, I enjoyed it even more. And it was kind of like a, almost like a comic book kind of style, but like not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it is kind of paintbrushy, but like, um, like more like a marker. It's kind of like what I'm thinking about. Like, a yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. It seems like people maybe had like their iPads or some type of digital screen and they had like mm-hmm. a, a pen, like a marker pen that you would use on like paint or obviously a much higher end program, but they were like doing brushstrokes with like a marker using that kind of program. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. Uh, I think it did. Uh, the animation was really good. And especially with like the music that they were adding and everything that was going on with in the show. Um, mm-hmm. it just like added to the whole vibe and the whole, uh, ambiance of it, uh, in this like dirty world, like the way that, um, like all the rich people were like their world compared to like everybody that was in the, like the poor people world. Um, that contrast was really good, especially, uh, especially with the art style adding to it. Yeah. It was extremely well put together. You could just see like the green, mm-hmm. uh, nasty toxins in the air, the grime of the undercity of Zaun, and then Piltover is so polished. It's almost like clockwork. Like it makes you think of like a well-oiled machine. Uh, and I believe you've played Dishonored, right? Dishonored? Yes. Um, I don't think so. Okay. But, uh, if, if anyone has like, it's, it's a game that's kind of like steampunk like that. Like technology is not super advanced, but the cities are very like polished, like clockwork. And I got like heavy dishonored vibes from Piltover, which was a great, uh, a great compliment to the way that they had created this world because I loved that world in Dishonored. But mm-hmm. it's also a very unique world too, and the contrast between the two is so well done. You you know you don't even have to be told if you're in Zon or Piltover. That's what makes the transition so great too. Like you can just accept you're in a new setting because it makes sense with the art style. Hmm. Um. I had a question. So, like, the people that were in, uh, I guess Zon, right? They, what did they call them? Uh, the Zonites. The Zonites. <laughs> I don't know. What do you um, mean? What do you mean by the people in Zon? Okay. So, so okay. So, they had like a name for the people who like lived in the poor community. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, the lanes, went, the lanes is what it was called, their community. But I don't know what the name of the people was. It was, it was like um, like a slang term, more like more or less. That's like what they called themselves. Yeah, I know what you're um, talking about, but I cannot think of what that term was. It is funny because it just like I had it in my head and like flew away. That's why I'm bringing yeah. it up. But my my question was, was there a um an opposite name for the people in Piltover? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, like I said, upper city people, like what would you call them? Yeah. There's like, there's like the undercity and, and like the, there's top side. There's like the top siders. I think that's they're what top, they call okay, the, so the top siders and, and then they're under underlings, undercity years. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I know there was a, a, there was definitely like a slang term that they threw around Yeah. because like whenever uh, Caitlin brings Vi over to her house, she's like, uh, her mother's like, why are you hanging with that blah? You know, like yeah, exactly. the I'm slang like, they would use for the undercity people. That's what I'm like. I think she just said she's from the undercity. She yeah, maybe so. That. But, but they, definitely, they definitely call yeah. the people from Piltover topsiders. Like that yeah, was top-siders. definitely the slang they used. Mm-hmm. Um, this was interesting too with Caitlyn stuff. Um, I'd, I mean, every time I saw her in the game, I didn't think of her as like this posh character. I mean, I never yeah. played her that often. But um, uh, that was new to me. I didn't know she was like relatively important in terms of like her, her wealth. 
Yeah, I you didn't know. know that either. And you know that she she's introduced to you in the game as the Sheriff of Piltover. So I guess, spoilers for anyone that hasn't played League, she will become the Sheriff at some point. Because <laughs> that, that is literally her character model in League. Uh, it's, that's what it is? The Sheriff of Piltover? She is introduced as the Sheriff of Piltover. So she's going to become a Sheriff. And also, light spoilers, I suppose, but Vi is an enforcer of Piltover. So Vi is going to become an enforcer. These are just some of the things you know if you've played the game. Just literally ah. from reading their names and like a little bit of their bio. <laughs> so this is like a subtitle thing. Yeah, but with, with, with Caitlin, it, it can't be more blatant. She is the sheriff. So I just saw her like she whenever you play her and you hear her speak, she has like this very upper class accent. She's like, you want to see a hat trick? Stuff like that. So you know that she's more hoity toity. She's got like that high class British accent. Uh, but since she's just the sheriff of Piltover, I didn't think that she was like an aristocrat, you know, from a wealthy family, the mm-hmm. Kiramans. You know, she's never introduced in, to you in the game as Caitlin Kiraman. So I think that that uh, last name could have been made up. Maybe it's in the lore. I don't know. I'm no expert. But I, I was I was kind of blindsided by that, too. But it was it was cool to see that it's kind of a cliche story. Rich girl doesn't necessarily want to be rich. So she goes and kind of slums it by being a cop because she wants to make the world a better place. Right. But Caitlin is just such a, a nice and well thought out character. And the way that she compliments Vi too in their little story is yeah. awesome. So any cliche backstory that she kind of does have, I was able to forgive it because I liked Caitlin in this. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know any of this. Like this, like, I'm glad I watched it because like this is all like way due to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said that Vi was an enforcer, like later down the road, because that's like her character name right yeah piltover enforcer vi that's like her name so i didn't know that until right now and now i'm like oh that makes sense putting the pieces together here Mm -hmm. Uh, so yep that's her path spoilers (laughs) um let's talk about echo echo was pretty cool he Um, was an awesome character in this yeah he was doing some really really cool stuff you know because you see him at the beginning you know he's just like this little little kid who like you know, can't really defend himself really well. Just very like kind of a pushover kind of a kid. Right. Mm. Um, and then when the time skip happens, he's like all grown up and had to like, well, for him, all his friends were dead. Right. That's what he thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there and he had to step up to the plate and kind of become a man as fast as he can. And he's not even that old in here. He's probably like what? 15, 12, 13, yeah, 14. He's probably like 15. I think of him 15, as like yeah. 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, um, but yeah, he had to like grow up super fast and have to like bring all the people together. And then they built that, made that tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved the way his character was done in this. And he, whenever he has his fight with Jinx, that's probably my favorite like point in this series, my favorite scene, because it was done so artistically well. I guess just to kind of backtrack, the episode where we do like finally meet Time Skip Echo. Uh, before they even have the Imagine Dragons opening, we get like this kind of like hip hop opening where there's like spray paint and like Echo and his crew who are in masks at this point, you don't know it's Mm -hmm. Echo, are like nodding their heads to the beat of like this rap track. And I immediately knew, because at this point, like you just just know him as the leader of the Firelights. I think that's what the gang is called. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the Firelights wears a mask. So you don't know the identity of any of them. Uh, And whenever this little montage of him and his crew is playing they're all wearing masks so you don't know it's echo at this point but as soon as i saw the spray paint heard the rap music saw him like nodding his head saw the swagger i, t- I turned to kayla and i was like this is an echo episode this is echo 
because mm-hmm. uh, they recently released this True Damage skin line for Echo, and it's themed just like that, like the spray really? paint, the more like punk style, like the rap hip hop stuff. That's that's the new Echo in this True Damage skin line. So the the True Damage skins have probably shown a big uptick in uh, how many people are buying them after this show. So that's a good marketing scheme by Riot. Riot really does a good job of uh, <laughs> selling their skins in any way possible. Yeah, but just that theme, you know. It, it put me in, in, in the mindset of this is going to be an Echo episode. And then whenever Echo and Jinx finally on the bridge have their like fight scene, so well done. Because, you know, as, as a nerd who knows all the abilities of all the champions and such, they found a way to put Echo's alt in this show without blatantly making it the way it was in the game. Because in the game, Echo's alt literally turns back time. Like he's fighting other champions, presses R, he'll like warp back to where he was a few seconds in the past and he has all the health that he had back then and that's it. But, you know, this show is kind of delving into like the magic and uh, the science aspect of this world. Mm-hmm. But time travel would be a bit much right now in, in the current development of the show. So obviously they wouldn't be able to show Echo's true alt. That would be a bit ridiculous. They found a way artistically to show it. You know, J- Jinx and Echo, they like line up alongside each other, ready to fight, almost like a, a Western showdown, right? Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to like a scene in the past where... Maybe Echo, whenever he was younger, and Jinx, when she was powder, used to play fight. Uh, you have like Echo holding this clock, which is a big theme with Echo's character because he can turn back time. He's holding this like stopwatch and like dangling it, and Powder has to try to shoot it. And you know he's like dodging back and forth, trying to get away from her. And then at the very last second, she ends up like nailing him in the chest, and I guess that's game over. Powder wins. And then after all that happens, he presses the stopwatch, turns back time, but actually goes forward in time to the present. And it's almost like he's saying, I'm not going to let that happen again. She's not going to get the best of me. And then he fights her. So the whole like theme of turning back time, making things different the second time and, you know, kind of going back to how his alt is in the game. It was so poetic. It was so artistic. I mean, I, I just have to nerd out about that scene because it was so well done. Yeah. See, I wish I had that kind of foresight. You know what I mean? Because mm. um, I mean, I didn't. I've dropped off a league like way, way long ago, so I don't. I don't even like you recognized his ult, right? And you recognized yeah. his abilities, like so. I didn't even put that much together. I was just like, oh, this is a really cool scene with him, with you know, dangling the clock and then going, showing the past and going back into the future now. Um, but the way you like put it in that explanation is that makes it seem way more cool, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like he did revert time, but he never did, right? Because he's just remembering the past and then using the future as the turning point. Exactly. Or the, pr- or the present as the turning point. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but that's still super cool. And, like, the moment you talked about uh, when, uh, like, Jason Vi get their, like, iconic weapons from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, see, that was, that was pretty cool for me because I recognized those things. Even, like, Jason's, like, little laser beam thing, like, I recognized those things. But me, as somebody who didn't play as often... Like I, I didn't get to the full extent and I'm kind of, kind of feeling bad now because you're like explaining all this. I'm like, I didn't even realize, I didn't even <laughs> understand. And I want to, <laughs> um, and I, and I talked about it earlier too. Like I, it made me want to go back and just like play a couple of rounds of league just to kind of like see, see what, uh, I can relate back to, back to from watching arcane, like the characters backstories and just kind of seeing what was going on and having that kind of a uh, prior knowledge now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, even me, you know, I've, I've taken a break from league. I haven't played in months. It made me want to go back and play, even though I was able to recognize all these things just because it gets you hyped again for these characters. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But going back to that scene too, with Vi and Jace, 
I'm sure it was cool for you to watch, even though you may not necessarily known all the abilities they were using and, you know, just kind of recognize their weapons, but not everything along with it. I'm sure it was still fun to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It was. And that's that's what's great about this show. You don't have to be a fan. You don't have to even know anything about League. You could have just gone in cold turkey and watched it. And I think you would probably still find it to be a good show. Uh, I had a call with my mom just a little bit before we did this podcast. And I was telling her about how I watched Arcane and I recommended it to her. You know, she knows nothing about League, but I said just the storytelling aspect, you'd probably enjoy it. And she's like, okay, I'll check it out. So I hope she likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is cool being a fan, especially during that Vi and Jace fight. I mean, this is fan service done right. Because if you didn't have a clue about League or anything, you wouldn't even know it was fan service. With, with some things, even like what Marvel does, the fan service is so in your face. Like, to the yeah, point where you kind like, of got like Boba your eyes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Disney does that with, with Star Wars. And that's, they did that a lot with the, the last three Star Wars movies to the point where people were almost like vomiting. Right. Because <laughs> it's like, come yeah. on now. How more obvious can you get with this? But the fan service in the show is done so well. When Jinx, I mean, not sorry, not Jinx. When Vi and Jace like drop down, Jace finally has his hammer. Vi finally has both powered fists. I got chills. Like, no joke. I wanted to, like, jump up and pump my fists in the air. And whenever they were <laughs> fighting, they were using their in-game abilities. Like, Vi used her Q, her dash, to, like, go towards an opponent. Jace uses his alt to turn his hammer into a gun. He uses his W to, like, slam down and create this electro force field. It's crazy, dude. Like, it, it may have been a Z. Who knows? I don't play a lot of Jace. But still, like, I recognize <laughs> these abilities. And it was... Ah. I didn't think I was much of a League nerd. And I'm really not that much of a league nerd but i had to nerd out about this because gosh when do you see better fan service <laughs> you're right and that, i think that goes to show in terms of like um gaming media because this this is probably one of like the best pieces of like gaming uh storytelling that's not video game related i mean it's mm-hmm. video game related but not like uh short cut scenes or short clips it's like a full re- fully realized animation or tv show right this is like right. something you can sit down and watch and there's not many video game things that are very good right most of the time it's god awful right uh-huh, especially yeah. if it's live action it's like god awful um and so it's hard to get excited about something it's like the monster Hunter movie like i watch it and i hate it so much because they like didn't do the things that i would was hoping they would do in the movie it's actually awful mm-hmm. but i can still kind of see a kind of real looking diablos and it makes me feel kind of excited so i watch it so i can only imagine watching something like this that's actually good and then feeling the same kind of excitement you know because mm-hmm. it's like times 10 100 right? because it's actually good and fun to watch it's not just like oh okay it's kind of there it's like no this is this is real fun action real fun storytelling and it makes you want to invest in these characters for sure and I know a lot of people were talking about how this is kind of a show that proves video game as a media, medium media, you know, like TV, movies, live action, it doesn't necessarily always have to be bad. This kind of pushes the nail into the coffin that video games in TV or movies can be good. You know, mm-hmm. this is a great example of them making it awesome. And I hope that this trend continues. Uh, there is one show on Netflix. Uh, it was the Dota show. And Dota's like the other league, right? It came before League. League is kind of like based on Dota, another like tower defense game. And I did watch that show. It was also animated. Definitely not in this kind of style. It was more like the cheap, like hand drawn, like 2D type animation. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that show was so confusing. Like 
you had to be a hardcore fan to even know what the heck was going on in that show. Uh, and I guess it was heavily based on Dota lore, and it didn't really try to hold your hand or even give you much explanation as to what was happening. And yeah. I didn't enjoy it very much. But you don't have to have any prior knowledge. You can just go into this and enjoy it. It's a show that's great on its own, which makes it good for the fans too, because it's just good. Like you said, it's just good. So it makes it that much more enjoyable. Yeah. And it was funny because we were talking about it like a little bit prior before this came out and we thought it was going to be bad, right? Yeah. We thought like, yeah, it's a video game thing. So like you don't, you don't have high expectations, right? So something that you, you set the bar pretty low when you're going into this and then when it exceeds your expectations completely, like it's a good feeling. It definitely is. And maybe this will trend towards a different mindset. Like we definitely had that ah, video game thing, whatever type of mindset. But like I said, if things like this continue to have such success that are based on video games, maybe no longer will we be so speculative about something mm-hmm. like this whenever it comes out. Yeah, I definitely want definitely want more of this. So I'm I'm pumped for a season two um, to watch it. And I kind of kind of want to re-download League kind of play a couple games. <laughs> yeah join me on the riff um, play some play some of that warwick uh, in anticipation yeah, of him yeah, popping yeah. up in season two <laughs> my warwick game isn't too bad <laughs> it's not as i said many times <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny um but anyway let's let's talk about the main characters here with jinx and mm-hmm. Vi. um so you know they have a pretty relatable kind of thing going on in terms of like sibling tension right i think everybody if you have a brother or sister like growing up having really bad arguments with your siblings and kind of kind of throwing them off a little bit and then kind of coming back together um i know like for me like with my older sister i had when we were young we we didn't we didn't talk to each other we never like wanted to speak we argued about every single little thing right um and now we're like really close friends and we like we talk uh casually together and we can hang out and it's fun right like i enjoy Mm -hmm. her company and when I was a kid, it was always just weird. I think it was just because we're immature, right? But yeah, um, it's interesting to see uh, Jinx and Vi's relationship, especially at the beginning. It's kind of like a backwards thing where Vi is holding on to Powder, right? She loves her so much. And um, I forgot the other guy's name, but he ends up dying. But he's kind of like, you know, she's a Jinx. Like, I don't want her to come around. Like, And he, she, uh, Vi's defending her, like. I don't care what you're saying. Like, you know, she's my sister and she's going to, she's going to improve and she's going to get better at what she's doing. She's just young and has different skills. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it, it all kind of comes around where they end up splitting up. And for, for Vi, it's, uh, I feel bad, right. I, I regret leaving my sister there because now I don't know what's happened to her or who has taken her and who, who's influencing her now, right? Knowing how influenced, uh, how easily influenced that she could be. Right. And then we, we come to see that Jinx is like now she's getting kind of crazy, kind of like she's basically a killer, an assassin essentially. Mm. Um, so just, just seeing this like broken relationship between them and then it, and then the feeling of it almost coming back together, but then it never resolving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a, that's a good feeling and also a bad feeling. Yeah. Right? Um, cause at the very end, it's at the end of the season, it never really resolves, but you kind of want to see how it goes. Cause she ends up kind of, you know, taking the mantle of jinx. Right. And she kind of starting to accept that she has her like rocket thing, um, like doing her little ult. And, um, that was pretty cool for me anyway. Cause I played jinx. So I didn't know what was going on there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but her, her taking her part, 
but then Vi also kind of like regretting the fact that like she can't ever have her powder back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like this cool contrast. And I'm I'm excited to see for season two kind of where they take that and if, if she ends up coming back around because I know in the game she's still kind of just crazy, right? So yes. is she going to be a crazy good person, right? Or is she going to be a crazy bad person? And that's kind of where I'm not. We don't really know, you know. Right. Yeah, that's the question. Uh, I thought that. Jinx is insanity was done so well based on that backstory that you just so well described. Uh, it's it's very believable that she would kind of almost have like this split personality, this like all these voices in her head telling her you're a jinx, don't do this, or you're gonna mess everything up. And there's even scenes where you see her like talking to ghosts of the past. She makes like little uh, dolls of like Milo and the other guy, and basically like the old crew, and yeah. they like talk to her in her head. They're like oh, you shouldn't be doing this, or oh, you're not good enough for this, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, that kind of all culminates whenever Vi finally sees Jinx again. Like, there's the moment where she punches Powder, she walks away, then sees Powder's about to get taken or killed by Silco, wants to go back, but can't because she gets arrested. And she has to sit in prison and kind of stew on that for years, that regret, that feeling of she betrayed her sister, the one she was supposed to protect. But like you said, with sibling relations in general you can sympathize with vi for getting mad at jinx honestly she kind of contained herself she just watched her father die and all of her friends die uh mostly because of her sister she punched her in the face which is pretty bad but you know she still wanted to come back for her and wanted to still protect her when she saw that jinx was about to be in trouble uh and that's what siblings do you know at the end of the day you'll fight but you still want to protect your little brother your little sister and vi never really got the chance to do that so she has to sit in prison wondering what happened to Jinx while Jinx finds a new father in Silco. And who could be worse than Silco as a father? Because he only wants one thing, and that's for like the nation of Zaun to be born. But it's interesting mm-hmm. for his character too whenever he takes Jinx on because you see growth in his character after the time skip. Yeah, he had that one-track mind of violence is the answer. Like, we can do anything that it takes to get our nation. But uh, at the turning point, the very end of this, this season, he very passionately says to Jinx that you were the you were like the token they wanted. If I had given you up, we would have had our nation, but I would have never given you up. Like you are my daughter and I care for you that much. Mm-hmm. And uh she ends up killing Silco to defend Vi. That sister bond really does run that deep. And it's heartbreaking to see all of that happen on screen. You know, just every emotion that you you feel that Jinx is feeling, that Vi is feeling. Jinx really wants to believe that Vi is there. And wants to be sisters again. But Caitlyn stands in the way of that. Because Caitlyn's an enforcer. Silco stands in the way of that. Saying that she should be Jinx. She shouldn't go back to being Powder. And it really explains well Jinx's insanity. Mm. Uh, and I'm hoping she won't go even more insane. But with how crazy her character is in game. Some more stuff might be in her path. Come season two. Uh, and so yeah. It, it leaves a lot you know, uh, of anticipation. For what's next. For these two characters. Mm-hmm. I just, I want like, um, just like them to come back, right? Where they're like, okay with each other, right? That's kind of mm. what I'm hoping for. <laughs> and it's, it's tragic because that might yeah. never come back, especially exactly. because she chooses Jinx. And we all knew she was going to choose Jinx because guess what? Her name's Jinx. Her <laughs> exactly. name's not Powder. <laughs> but the thing is, she can still be Jinx, right? I feel like she can. And like, they can have like a, like a, um, like a relationship that's just kind of flat, like a flat line relationship where they're okay mm-hmm. with each other. You know, they don't have to like 
she's never going to be like little girl powder anymore. This is like adult jinx now. Right. Yeah. And she does her own thing, you know, but they can still, she can still be on the side of good. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. still be crazy. And I think for that to happen, Vi has to get over her hump and accept jinx for jinx. Like, except this is no longer powder that I can protect that I can like, you know, lead to be better. This is jinx. And I need to start realizing this is my sister now. And I accept mm-hmm. that. And once Vi does that, maybe there's a chance. And, you know, with season two, we'll see. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, where the Star Guardian's at, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, what's all that? What happens there? <laughs> what's that all that about? <laughs> she has to fight for good there. So, you know, there's a, there's a thing. Very true. It's, it's foreshadowing, dude. <laughs> it's foreshadowing her Star Guardian. And they're going to have a whole season. Season three is just going to be all Star Guardians. One, one other thing I wanted to mention, too, while we're on the subject of, of Vi specifically, was uh, her relationship with Caitlyn, which is one I also never expected. Uh-huh. Caitlyn kind of comes at you like a, at a, as a dark horse in this story. Caitlyn and Victor, who we can get to as well in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, with Caitlyn's character, she's kind of almost like a foil for Vi. Like she boosts Vi up. Not necessarily as a foil would, because usually a foil's bad and it makes someone look better, but she's like a supporting character for Vi. Like, mm-hmm. Vi gets beaten down. There's even a point where Vi gets stabbed and she needs help. Like, otherwise she will die. She needs someone to help her and Caitlin's there to, mm-hmm. to save her. Despite the class disparities, despite the difference in upbringing, uh, Caitlin grows to actually care about Vi and Vi grows to care about Caitlin. There's even some hints of maybe romance, maybe. You know, you, you don't really know if it's going to happen or not. And the way that they're developing it, it's pretty a, a pretty good thing that might happen between them. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where that's going to lead. I mean, she they were out in the rain, and, and Vi was leaving, and Caitlin was, like, you know, what about us? You know, mm-hmm. and that kind of that kind of implies, you know, romantic feelings. So um, that could be there. I mean, it, could. it looks looks more than likely because they had those they they had those those hints right where Vi and Caitlin they were like in that you know, slummy place. I don't know. And she's like, you're hot. Like you should, you know, flaunt your stuff or basically what she was telling Caitlin to do. Oh yeah. When they were at the brothel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after, uh, uh, Vi finishes talking to that little elf thing, <laughs> she, <laughs> she comes out and she's like having a really good conversation with this other girl. Right. Uh, and it like, it like pans on that holds, it holds on that scene. And then, you know, Vi smiles at, at that moment. And, and, you know, at first it's like, Oh, she's talking to this person, but, you know, as it kind of comes over and she has, she's closer to Vi, you kind of see that they're building more of a romantic kind of relationship between the both of them. Mm-hmm. And it's very subtle. Uh, there are definitely those, those hints that it's almost impossible not to pick up on, but mm-hmm. goes back to like the facial expressions and the emotions shown on these characters' faces. Uh, I'm just amazed by the range of emotion that you can see on these characters that are animated, you know, mm-hmm. so much so that you can see almost like the, the mutual attraction in their eyes. It's great. It's, it's something that's awesome to behold. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where their relationship goes. But mm-hmm. uh, going back to another dark horse, and that was Victor. I didn't even expe- expect Victor to be in this at all. Uh, and whenever you're first introduced to Victor as a character, I could not have pegged that that was Victor. Because I don't, I don't know how familiar you are with Victor. No, yeah, he has like, a, his, like his whole suit, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got, and they did kind of show, there's a scene where there's like this claw that shoots a laser. Uh, that almost like kills the Poro that's like Heimerdinger's pet <laughs> uh-huh. whenever they're like showing off their, their weapons. I guess they weren't weapons at that point. They were tools, but like the tools that Hextech can power uh-huh. that claw with the laser, that's some heavy foreshadowing. That is Victor's weapon in league. Like once he assumes his full identity as the league of legends champion that we know, 
He's got like the metal suit. He's got like mechanical parts. He's got that laser that shoots out lethal beams. Like that's the Victor that I know. Uh, and I never knew that Victor in the past was like this kind-hearted guy that just wanted the best for society. And then unfortunately has like this disease that's going to kill him. So his drive becomes less focused on what can better society and more focused on how can I save myself or how can I make an impact before my untimely demise. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing that character development, which, you know, Victor is one of those characters that wasn't focused on a whole lot in this show. The focus was more so on like Vi, Jinx and Jace mm-hmm. and Victor, like Caitlin as more of a supporting character. But instead of Victor, like his, his, his person is Jace. Like they're always kind of paired together. Instead of Victor always supporting Jace, he kind of challenged Jace every now and then. You know, they had differing views and then Victor wasn't afraid to go off and do his own thing away from Jace. Like he was a very independent character on his own. Uh, but just seeing him transition, like as his character arc progresses through the show was interesting and something I did not expect. Well, we all know that he lives, right? Because he's a champion. Yep. That's good. He, he'll find a way to uh, have a glorious evolution and <laughs> get past this disease. Um, doesn't he limp in the game? Uh, he, he doesn't limp, but he has a staff. So a staff. that was one hint that they kind of give you before he says his name. Like you see this guy walking in on a staff and I was like, uh-huh. hmm, that, that kind of reminds me of somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, but poor him, dude. Because <laughs> that girl is like, who like loves, loves him. Oh, like he's yeah. just like falling in love with him just based off like, he wants to do good things in the world and he's just such a hardworking guy. And she just like, she's like just into that. Right. Mm. And then she's coming in. I'm like, for me, I'm like, dude, just leave him alone. He's working. Like, chill. <laughs> like that's that part of me is just like, just, Hey, you know, he's into your working. He's never ever left. You know, I know you want to go see him cause you like him. Right. But he's probably busy. He's like, chill out. And I only think that because she dies because of yeah. that. <laughs> um, it's like, you shouldn't have done get, that. You should have known better. <laughs> you should have known better. Like, he's, he's never, um, he's never, you know, left this little room when, while he's working. But anyway, she comes in and, like, she comes in the wrong time. He's, like, trying to hold back the power of this orb thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't understand what, why did she get, well, I, I mean, she, he had, like, He's already injected himself and stuff, so I guess he like has something going on. But yeah, she like turns into dust. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, and he just falls to his knees and just like is like playing with the dust and, and is like in shock. Right? What just she, like she just melted? She just turned to ash. Yep. Um, and it's so sad too because then he like reads the diary and sees all the good, all the kind hearted stuff she's said about him. And obviously he had some sort of feelings too, um, towards her, but they were just never expressed because he was so, you know, he's worried about getting his life back. Right. Like it's mm. his main priority. I mean, he can't, he can't do anything if he doesn't have his life. So, um, obviously that's what he was wanting to focus on, but seeing this the aftermath of her just being ashes and then reading this stuff about him. Um, I mean, that probably sucks. To oh, hundred percent. Like, to, to see that you may, you could have had a good relationship with somebody that you probably were kind of liking, but you know, Victor being, you know, the awkward scientist, he probably wasn't, you know, the one going to be active to do anything. And this, this girl was basically going to be like, Hey, you want to go on a date, right? This mm. could have been a start of something great. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, all this magic stuff, you know, it's going, it's, it's ruining lives. <laughs> it is just as much as it's uh, bringing lives to a better place. And this is this is kind of giving him what's due in a way because throughout all the episodes we've had like Professor Heimerdinger warning Jace and Victor 
there is danger in the research you're doing. Like there is very real danger that I've seen firsthand. I've seen what you're creating wipe out an entire civilization. Like you need to be careful. And Jason and Victor were always just like, whatever, man, you're old. Who cares? Like we're going to do our own thing. <laughs> Which is so dumb to not take the advice of somebody who yes. can live for like millennia. Like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, this guy's he's like, like, master I, he's Yoda. like I, yeah, it's like, I literally have seen civilizations be destroyed and you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to take my warning. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? And Jace, Jace <laughs> especially knows that Heimerdinger is very credible. Like this is a guy who believed in Jace, who brought him up, has shown his intelligence and inspired Jace. Why not take the advice at least a little bit of your superior? It's like, they don't, they're like, okay, sure. We'll, we'll look out for the danger, but they don't care. I mean, they're experimenting in, in ways that they know are dangerous. There's a point where Victor is like doing things and then Jace is like, do you know that that's safe? And Victor's like, no, he just keeps doing it. Right. Like they don't really care. And Victor and Jace are good people. But like I said, this was kind of them getting what's due. And it's unfortunate it had to happen to Victor because Jace, he's a great character. He was probably my least favorite character in this show just mm-hmm. because he kind of always gets his way in a way. Like he does some pretty aggressive, pretty radical things. And he does have that scene where, you know, he accidentally kills that child and he realizes, wow, I need to take a step back and realize the consequences of my actions. But that's really that in, uh, I guess the multitude of enforcers that do die on his watch kind of does bring him down a little bit. But as mm-hmm. far as like the research and the magic goes, the things that he attributes his success to, he never really got punished for any of the dangerous stuff that he was doing. And Victor, unfortunately, is the one getting punished here because I don't think he realized how quickly it could kill somebody uh, just because I guess this girl and the Hextech thing were not compatible, right? She's just trying to pull him away from it and it kind of like latches onto her doesn't accept her and reduces her to dust in like a second. And Victor's horrified by the power of what he created and saddened by the fact that this was someone, like you said, who he could have had an awesome relationship with, someone that loved him for him, which he's never really had in his life. Uh, mm-hmm. It's extremely tragic. It makes you really sympathize with Victor. But the unfortunate thing that comes of all of this, you would hope that at this point, Victor would be like, okay. I really shouldn't mess with this now. Like Professor Heimerdinger was right. I see a little glimpse of what this is capable of. Time to put this thing away. He instead goes to Singed. Who I don't know if you recognize that guy that was operating on like that lizard thing off yeah, in the, the sewers. Creepy, the creepy, yeah, nasty that's chest. that's Singed, yeah. the nasty toxin guy from League. Uh, and there is a little backstory of that too, where Victor meets him as a child, and he you see Singed like trying to save this chameleon thing. And Victor thinks at first he just, he's saving this thing because he likes it. Like, that's his pet. He's attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Victor comes back a little bit later and sees that Singe just like, put this pet in, like, this test tube. It's, like, hooked up to all these machines. It's not even really alive in any way at this point. It's just living. And he's, like, horrified by this. Uh, he, he kind of, I guess, at that point vows he's not going to help Singe with any of his research ever again. But instead of learning his lesson, instead of kind of shying away from this dangerous object, he brings the research to Singe, says, I finally understand like the way that you approach science now and I need your help. And that's just, he's going down a bad path here. And you, 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 you believe it because he really does want to save himself. And at this point, maybe he already feels so guilty that he's like, how, mo- how much more guilty can I feel? I literally am responsible for the death of someone that like was in love with me, you know? whatever maybe it's time just to go all in on the science and that's mm-hmm. kind of what he does and it's it's unfortunate to see yeah i mean i guess that kind of finish is going to start to bring his arc for next season to mm-hmm. become fully realized as the character that he is in the games 
Right. Um, and I'm hoping they, they bring in the game sooner than later. Like, like the reason why we're fighting on the rift, you know, like yeah. see you on the rift boy. Like, I know we were talking about that. I want, I want to, I want to know why that's a thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause I, I have no idea. Like why, why, why are we, why are we facing each other to, to tower defense each other? Is that just like a game that, um, that we're holding to, to have like a peaceful way to do something? I don't understand. Like, I have <laughs> no, no idea. Cause they, I mean, they don't die in league. They just kind of like get, it's kind of all like mock. That's what I've always thought it right. was like, there's we're, we are summoners. The people who are playing, we're, out, we're the summoners, right? And we are putting these characters onto the field and kind of guiding them into battle, right? Mm. That's kind of what I thought it was. And so who were the summoners in the real world or like in their world? You know what I'm saying? True. Like and- who, who is creating this and who is bringing them and who is commanding them is kind of what I'm curious about. I'm I'm even curious that they'll be as bold as to bring that into like if let's say we get to the very end of Arcane as a series, do they bring that in? Like, do they show this is all leading up to Summoner's Rift? Right? I'm not sure if they will. They might. <laughs> it twisted be, tree line. <laughs> yeah, twisted tree line. <laughs> Rest in peace. But <laughs> it, it it would be kind of hard for them, I think, to because this show is very serious, very gritty, very realistic. To eventually carve a path to Summoner's Rift. Summoner's Rift is like this wacky place where characters from all different walks of life, all different nations, maybe even different planets. There's like a place called the Void too, you know? These mm-hmm. these wacky characters get to do battle and it's not like real battle because like you said, they come back to life and they like destroy towers and kill little minions. <laughs> like that doesn't sound the same as the the kind of world that they're setting up right now. So if if Arcane does go for multiple seasons, I'm really curious too. Are we going to get a Summoner's Rift? And my my bold prediction, if they do end up bringing Summoner's Rift into play eventually, is that because they've already shown a little bit of Noxus here, uh, mm-hmm. they're starting to branch out a little bit into the other territories mentioned in the game. Maybe like what starts here and kind of transitions to other lands, there's going to be some type of conflict that's going to unite all the lands, like starting with the hex tech stuff, starting with Jace and then maybe with Jinx and Vi in some way too, that gets broadened out to other territories. And then at like the end of the series, the only way to like settle the differences is to all meet up on summoners rift and you know, whoever wins wins, right? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> settle the score on summoners rift. <laughs> I'll see you on the rift summoner. And then Kogma is going to come for season finale of season two. <laughs> Throw up on everybody. <laughs> Pugma. <laughs> Pugma. <laughs> they got to put the skins in here too, dude. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of, they kind of did in a way like with, like yeah. I said, with like echoes, true damage skin and all of that. They're, they're, yeah. they're melding it a little bit in there. I don't know about star guardian jinx. We'll have to see about that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're making the arcane characters as skins, right? I've, I've seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, they've, they've done a lot like in game to, to kind of promote this uh, TFT team fight tactics, which is like kind of an offshoot of league. It's still on the league client, but it's more of like an auto chess game. Uh, the whole mm-hmm. theme is like arcane based, like basically you spawn in like one of the high towers of Piltover and like there's like augments, hex tech augments you can use on your champions. I won't get into the details, but the whole set that was released for this season of TFT is like arcane based. And I know there are definitely like some skins and such uh, and rewards that are arcane based out there in the game as well. Mm. I mean, even Jinx made it into Fortnite. Which I can't believe. <laughs> you can play as Jinx in Fortnite. And I'm so mad I didn't get the skin. I didn't have any money to 
drop on that then, but I do now, so. <laughs> yeah, I wish you did, dude. Now that we're back into Fortnite. I know. <laughs> we, can, we can drop on Tilted Towers as Jinx. <laughs> Yeah, too bad Tilted Towers is gone. But um yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh I'm I'm kind of excited about this world that they're building here. And I'm excited to see where it goes because it's kind of like a it's a positive way to intake League of Legends stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? hundred uh, percent. without I'm having very to excited too. Without having to play the game and feel bad about yourself every time I play. <laughs> yeah. You know? This is a healthy way to experience League. Because <laughs> <laughs> the characters are cool and I, I and they're expanding it too. Um in terms of other games, I've seen uh, they have uh, a couple other uh, little um, what's it called? Not knockoff, but uh, spinoff games. They have a couple yeah, of different yeah. spinoff games coming out uh, recently. They have that that hex tech one where you like it's like it's basically Geometry Dash, but like with like that little a little rat guy. Or what's his name? Little rat guy. Uh, yeah, he has like glasses. Uh, uh, Timo. No, no, not him. Heimerdinger. No, no, not him either. Twitch. Twitch? The rat guy? Yeah, Twitch is literally a rat. Yeah, let me see. Twitch. LOL. <laughs> Twitch, LOL. <laughs> Not Twitch, this Twitch chat. Um, what's it called? He's like, he, he's like a tiny... I don't, I, is he he might, may not be even a champion. Is he a champion? Because people, people call Timo a rat. Twitch is literally a rat. <laughs> Heimerdinger has glasses. <laughs> I don't know if I can think of anybody else. Uh, let me see. Let me describe it more. He's more like a mouse. Let's look it up. Ah, Ziggs. Oh, Ziggs. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Okay. It's him. It's him and like Hermendinger. And they're like, it's like basically Geometry Dash. And you can get like on Switch and consoles, I think. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's him like with little bombs and you like jump around. That makes um, sense. There's, an, there's another game with like Nunu in it. Um. That one's a different kind of game. I don't know what that one is. And then there's a another league game. I saw a trailer for it on Switch, and that one looks pretty cool. You play like as Yasuo and like Ari and some other characters, and it's like this almost like a turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. And it looks really cool. I might actually pick that one up. Um, Interesting. Like 20, 20 bucks. So Riot's been putting out these other games too, like these like other spinoff games, and putting them on like main console. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of that. And I, I already knew that Riot was expanding pretty aggressively. And it all really started with, you know, they went from just like League of Legends to just Riot. Like they're just Riot now. They make mm-hmm. Valorant, which is another huge game mm-hmm. uh, that kind of set them apart from just League. They've made like Legends of Runeterra, which is a card game based on like the League lore. And I know that there's definitely some stuff going on in Runeterra too uh, concerning Arcane. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the whole like League of Legends universe is called Runeterra. Like that's the name that they have for it. Runeterra. So okay. yeah, that's kind of a cool little fact. But yeah, I mean, Riot's doing things right right now, and this is just mm-hmm. another great stepping stone to make them more money. But in in all reality, get them more fans too. So good move by Riot. I honestly want them to put Wild Rift on consoles. They should because uh, what's already, it called? Already ha- it's on mobile, but it also has like kind of like controller. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, it lo- it works well with controller essentially. Like you could you could map the con- like the way that it is on the mobile version of it onto controller, and it would play pretty well. Yeah, uh, they already have Vainglory for Switch that you can just get for free in the Switch store. So yeah, mm-hmm. Wild Rift would be perfect too. I mean, just exactly. do the con- same controller mapping as you do for Vainglory, and there you go. Exactly. So 
that's what that's what I want. I I would play League more often if it was you know free to play Wild Rift on Switch. You know free to play whatever on PS4. I like I mm-hmm. I do that more often. I don't really want to put League space on my computer. And then it's, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's more casual. Like Wild Rift, it's a they're yeah. shorter amount. They're shorter game times, and um, it's it can be like less toxic too because it'll just like auto fill my my uh my abilities. <laughs> right so i just kind of go through it and do a game or two and then feel good about it mm-hmm. so no, i think that's that, what I that, that shorter game time definitely comes into play a lot with the decrease in toxicity because mm-hmm. when you're sitting down for an actual game of league you know you're in for like 30 plus minutes of it could be either torture or like a great time and yeah. a lot of that is dependent on how your teammates act <laughs> and what they say to you and it is a bad community i mean i like the game i like to play the game but the community and the toxicity is what drove me away so you know maybe getting more people into it could kind of balance some of that out but hopefully the people that do get into it from arcane don't become like toxic gamers themselves like don't kind of learn from the already existing community i hope that's not mm-hmm. the case i hope it like adds on to the community in a positive way yeah for sure i mean that's what i hope so too and right now it feels good. Like, I feel like I'm like, like I said earlier, like in taking League of Legends content in a positive way, right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, wow, this sucked. Or like, I'm not like, <laughs> not angry about anything. I'm all, I'm really excited about the lore, the characters, like these other games that are coming out in the League universe. Like, I want to check them out. Like, I'm interested now, like more so than I was when we just were playing the game, you know, right. You know, basically mindlessly. Now I'm, I feel more active in, in the community. So I hope that this kind of brings in more positive people. Like the Monster Hunter community is always super positive. Brings yep. some more of us in. <laughs> so, yeah. League of Legends. League Ruined of King. Legends. Yeah, see, here it is. This is Ruined King. It's like the turn based RPG. Okay, Ruined, Ruined King. King it's like viego he's the ruined king he was a recent yeah. champion that was released so okay he has a sword and stuff he's green yep that's viego okay yeah so he's ruined king and, and that's what it is it's ruined king league of legends so like league of legends is always like the subtitle mm. which is interesting to me gotta like, I feel know like it be, where it all started from it should be league of legends ruined king yeah, I'm I'm with you there. League of Legends presents Ruined Kingdom or something like that. Yeah, like it, it doesn't even have to like say presents, but like in your mind, you kind of fill that in. Like League of Legends arcade, like exactly. That's arcade what I wanted wouldn't to say. even exist without League of Legends. <laughs> like I almost I almost messed up the intro today because I almost said, "All right, we're going to talk about League of Legends arcade," but I had to say arcade, League of Legends, and that <laughs> tripped me up. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I think it should be reversed too. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what they're doing. League of Legends has, I guess it's the legend see that's what i, I want to know who the leagues are and the legends are the legends the the backstories of the characters who what is the league referring to <laughs> you're thinking too much about it dude the legends could no. be the summoners we could be the legends <laughs> so we create the league <laughs> we're we're a league of legends like a league a comrade i don't know we're thinking about it too hard. <laughs> I'm, I see, but I'm not anymore. Dude, they, they already went down the rabbit hole with this lore thing. They already made an animated series. They're putting extra spinoff games that are in, that's set in the same universe. I think I have the right to overanalyze the title. Like, if you're going to go that far, you're going to have to give me an explanation of what League of Legends means. <laughs> you're going to have to. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. They are definitely diving deep, so. I'm going to at them on Twitter. You should. What does League of Legends even mean? At what Riot is the Games. 
Like, where is the leak? What does that even mean? I hope they get there in Arcane. That's my, that's my uh, ending thought there. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back in however many years this goes and see if you're ever, uh, you're ever satisfied. <laughs> if they ever get that satisfied. And if not, I'm going to hate this show forever. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Never going to play League ever again. <laughs> All right, do you have any ending thoughts? Anything you also want to say? Uh, this this show is really great. It stands very well on its own. So like, like I said before in the podcast, you don't have to be a fan of the game to enjoy it. If you are, it does make it that much better. But on its own, this is an awesome show. I'm pretty sure that this has been Netflix's highest rated show upon release of all time. And if that doesn't say enough, you know, that's what it is. So check this out. If, if you like animation at all and you like the fantasy world at all, any type of fantasy and strong, compelling characters, this is the show for you. It's not just because I'm a League fan that I say this. This is just great television. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can say any more praise than that. <laughs> Check it out. I would agree. Check it out. This is actually very good. And coming into it, I didn't think it was going to be very good. Even watching the first episode, I was kind of like, man, they had some like cliche lines going on. They but, did. They did. Um. You hear that? They don't want any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they had stuff like that in there, but um, but going through it, there's like really great stuff in here, like exceptional stuff in here. So, For sure, top tier stuff, and I'm tier. not even joking about that. That's not sarcastic mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and um, we didn't really spoil anything. I think we just kind of, I mean, went through it, and the things that were spoilers, they're just stuff from the game. So right, it is what it is. But go check it out. The story is great. Um, I think with that, Zach, I think we can end it right there. Sounds good. I'll see you next time. See you.